It's WFUV 90.7 FM. Now, from the WFUV newsroom, let's find out what's what in news this week. Welcome to the What's What Weekly Wrap-Up. Today's show focuses exclusively on this week's features from the WFUV newsroom. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Maya Sargent. And here are this week's feature stories. Every month, WFUV brings you our long-running program, Cityscape. Cityscape aims to encapsulate the people, place, and vibes of New York City. This summer, the first vegan food night market has arrived in New York City. The market is held every Tuesday in Central Park. WFUV's Caroline Ely visited the market and spoke to vendors and patrons about their hopes for the rest of the summer at the market. This summer, New York City's completely vegan food market is coming to Central Park. Vegans and non-vegans will unite to enjoy cuisine from different cultures and backgrounds. There's a lot of different diversity. We have Asian, we have Spanish, we have American, and we have Haitian, we have Colombian, name it, we have it all. That's Lormina Romelian. She's one of the food vendors at the Vegan Night Market this year. The market is hosted by MHG Events, and founder Marco Schalma said in a public statement that he hopes more people will experiment with incorporating plant-based options into their diets. Vendors at the night market said that as the availability of vegan food increases, so does the diversity of offering. We're not rabbits. We don't just eat salad and, you know, lettuce. I don't even eat lettuce. I don't even go to the restaurant and order lettuce. I order food, so it's important to showcase that in the foods and stuff like that. And we want to let people know that when you eat from the ground, you are enhancing your body, your mind, your functionality. Everything about the way you approach things is better when you're eating vegan food. While some may still shun veganism, vegan diets can actually lead to a higher intake of fiber and certain beneficial nutrients like potassium, magnesium, and vitamins A, C, and E. This is because Vegan eaters typically load up on whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, peas, and seeds. Vendors say vegan food doesn't just provide nutritional benefits, but for some, it's also a mindfulness practice. Being mindful of our impact on the environment and our bodies is important, but it's also important to be mindful of how we eat. Slow Coco from the Bronx is one of the vendors at the Vegan Night Market. They say their idea came from wanting to treat food like an experience. Savoring it and being present and mindful while eating their chocolate is their primary goal. We make mindful craft chocolate, which for us from day one, of course, included veganism. And, uh, and that's just one element. You know, we all have so many individual personalized reasons for choosing veganism. For us, it's a, it's a choice to incorporate mindfulness, to allow us to slow down and feel good about the choices that inform what we're putting in our body. And also making an emotional experience out of this food, chocolate, that often disconnects us from how we're feeling, but can really be a real tool for mindfulness. In the past decade, many people have switched to a vegan diet to reap the benefits of eating from the earth. Vendor Bunny Moultrie says it's vital that vegans have good tasting and accessible options. She said the idea for her business, Bunny's Vegan Bakery, came from having very few options when she first switched over. So in the last couple of years um, that I've been doing this, I have to say, starting my business in 2017 versus today, people used to run as soon as I said the word vegan. 
I mean, when you think about 10 years ago, we didn't have half as many businesses that we do now. Now people are not nearly as scared of vegan food as they thought they were. People have just been naturally adding it to their daily lives, and I think it's amazing. Now you can find all these different ethnicity of foods that's vegan as well. That's why we tell people to support locals, support the small businesses. The Vegan Night Market not only serves as a gathering place for vendors, but also patrons, where they know that they'll be able to find nutritious and diverse vegan food that allows them to feel like they have equal options to meat eaters. It allows vegans to support the community and for small businesses to support them in return. The Vegan Night Market will be held through the end of the summer on Tuesday nights from 4 to 9 p.m. at Walman Rink in Central Park. With WFUV News, I'm Caroline Ely. That was WFUV's Caroline Ely on the advancement of accessibility and diversity of vegan food at the Vegan Food Night Market. The Department of Transportation is proposing the addition of a new bus lane on Fordham Road, but not all local organizations are in agreement with this update. Last week, you heard from organizations in favor of these changes. Today, in part two of this two-part series, I interview Peter Madonia, the chairman of the Belmont Business Improvement District, about why he, along with other key institutions in the Bronx, oppose the new bus lane. In part one of this two-part series, you heard from some of the advocates who were supporting the Department of Transportation's proposal for a new offset bus lane on Fordham Road. Today, we look at the other side of the story, the side that's worried the DOT's proposal could impact revenue in the Bronx. Peter Madonia is the chairman of the Belmont Bid, or Business Improvement District. Madonia says the revenue generated by customer spending in his bid, and the Fordham Road bid, helped generate crucial income for the Bronx. We are the busiest, most prolific economic driver in the poorest borough in the city. So, he recently wrote a letter to Mayor Adams detailing his concerns. Madonia says he wrote the letter because he was concerned about how DOT's proposal would impact a borough so dependent on private transport. He conducted a survey to find out just how much. 85% of the people that come to us come by car. They drive from 10 to 40 miles away. And their average spend is $200 per person. We are bringing in dollars from the region. The letter was also co-signed by representatives from local institutions, including... Fordham University, the Bronx Zoo, and the New York Botanical Gardens. Madonia says these institutions also rely on people who travel by car. So I went to the zoo and asked, how many people that come to the zoo come by car? 80%. I went to the garden, asked them, how many come by car? 70%. I asked Fordham, how many people park in your parking lot? It's close to 900,000 a year. Madonia wants to see improvements to the bus service, but he believes there are ways to do this absent from installing a new offset bus lane on Fordham Road. He wants DOT to revamp the current bus lane. In fact, he says when this bus lane was first introduced on Fordham Road, buses were travelling at 12 miles per hour. But, Madonia says now, the bus crawls at around 4 miles per hour. People block it. Peddlers block it. People park there. And Madonia says that's because the DOT hasn't done anything to reinforce the current bus lane. You've done nothing to maintain the existing bus lane that's been there for 15 years, where bus fees were fine, and I believe they could be fine again. Madonia says highlighting the current bus lane should be the DOT's main priority. Make the existing bus, dedicated bus lane, make it work. It has worked. 
A way to do this, he says, would be to install more fixed cameras on Fordham Road. These cameras would track any bus lane violations. And, he says, the DOT should repaint the current bus lane. Madonia says Fordham Road is not the place to reduce car access in New York City. One size doesn't fit all in this town. It's a very big city with very different neighborhoods, with very different transportation access and needs. He says the discussions in the community over the bus lane have been incredibly challenging. He conducted a study that revealed if a new bus lane passes, he will lose customers. More than 50% of them said, if it gets any harder to get here, I'm just not going to come as often. And he also thinks that bus speeds will not be improved for commuters, even with the offset bus lane. If they haven't enforced the existing dedicated bus lane, what makes them think the offset bus lane isn't going to get clogged up? Now buses are going to have to go from the curb lane, now the offset, into the vehicle lane because somebody's going to park there. Whatever the issues are now are going to be the same in their offset lane. The key figures in these community discussions now await action and a decision from Mayor Eric Adams. I'm Maya Sargent, WFUV That was my co-host, WFUV's Maya Sargent, talking with Peter Madonia about his opinions regarding the DOT's proposal. And that's it from us. But you can check out the What's What weekly wrap-up every week for more features exclusively from the WFUV newsroom. And make sure to check out the WFUV What's What daily podcast every weekday at 3 for the latest local news and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find out more at WFUV.org news. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Maya Sargent. And that's What's What.